0: It's now time for The Billy C Show, part of the Billy BillyCBoxing.com network.
1: And we're coming to you live from the Billy C Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for The Billy C Show. Good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you're watching, whenever you're listening. I hope you're doing okay today. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria, an Italian restaurant located on St. Simons Island in Georgia. Check out his website, www.sal'sneighborhoodpizzeria.com. Or give my man a call, 912-268-2328, 912 268 Find out why I go all the way to St. Simons for an authentic Italian meal. And I was talking to Sally the other day, and uh, I said, "I'm Jonesing for your pizza, man. I'm gonna have to take a ride down. Trust me, it's worth the it's worth the trip. If you're heading south, just just go around. It's real easy to get there." Today's show is also being brought to us in part by the Title Bout Championship computer game. You can get yourself a copy. Visit our website, BillyCBoxing.com, and click on the banner. And I like to give them out here today too. So maybe, uh, uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll we'll I'll give one out today. We'll get the biggest super chat or something like that going today, and uh, and we'll do it. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by our twenty four hour, seven day a week boxing channel. That's right, Billy C Boxing. Uh, you can catch it on all the major streaming services on your TV. Just go to jinicousa.com. G i n i k o u s a dot Sign up today. Uh, it's it's great actually. It uh, not only does it replay these shows, uh, but all of our special events that we've done over the past fifteen years. Uh, it's up there, and the uh, programming schedule gets changed. So uh, you know, check it out all different times, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Lots of good stuff up there, and you will see younger versions of me and the rest of the gang. And finally, today's show is being brought to us in part by my book Tom Molino from bondage to baddest men on the planet is available right now where all good books are sold and you can get a copy of it right now while you're watching or listening to this very show find out why I'm so adamant about getting Tom Molino's story told and uh, it's a quick read man and uh, you'll be amazed everybody that reads the book uh, always reaches out and and tells me. You know, it's a funny thing about the book was what got me into it. Uh, I had uh, picked up a uh, there's this series called Boxania. It was written by uh, a cat named uh, Pierce Egan. He was actually uh, considered the first uh, uh, sports reporter uh, back in the uh, early 1800s, and um, I-, I was flipping through it. And I, I got across, I came across the, the you know his main fight, uh, and I started reading it, and the description uh, of the fight, it just captivated me, and I, I, I had to learn more about this guy, and uh, seven years later, I was able to obtain uh, all the uh, research I needed to put together uh, this book, and um, it's a great read. Uh, it's uh, a no-nonsense, true story, Uh, book about Tom Molyneux. Anyway, um, today's show we're going to be talking about the uh, uh, Usyk-Witherspoon fight, uh, our post-fight thoughts on that. A little uh, technical note. Uh, We are working uh, to get our camera shots uh, for all my uh, co-conspirators here uh, on, but it's just uh, the quality is not there and it's just not working uh, the way we want. So uh, we're trying alternatives. So today. Uh, when uh, everyone calls, uh, you're gonna hear voices and see no pictures, no pictures, just voices. Uh, so we'll see what uh, see what happens there. Uh, but uh, in case you missed it, uh, uh, Alexander uh, Usyk uh, made his heavyweight pro do form uh, pro uh, pro debut. His heavyweight pro debut. Well, his heavyweight debut, he was a former uh, Unified Cruiserweight World Champion, won the World Boxing uh, Super Series in the uh, Cruiserweight division, uh, fought for the first time officially at heavyweight. Last-minute sub on uh, less than a week's notice, Chaz Witherspoon had to step up. Uh, Tyrone Sprong failed a drug test, uh, put this fight in jeopardy, and uh, Chaz Witherspoon stepped up. Uh, Preliminarily, he said that... uh, uh, he was g- uh, grateful for the opportunity and figured he would cap- capture uh, his chance here to, to catapult himself. Um, but Chaz Witherspoon is... is uh, it wasn't a big test for Yusick uh, In case you missed it, Yusick won uh, via a uh, stoppage. Uh, uh, he couldn't... Uh, uh, Chaz Witherspoon couldn't continue after the sixth round. His corner stopped it. He was winded. He's 38 years old. Um, you know, did land a couple of shots on Yusick, But Yusik uh, started out a little slow uh, in this fight um, But uh, started uh, tattooing uh, Witherspoon But, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be too critical Because I like Yusik uh, uh, a lot and, I, and I'm curious to see what he brings uh, Definitely sold the place out uh, Big following for him Which I was very happy to see in, in Chicago uh, but Usyk improved to 17 at over 13 knockouts uh, when he stopped uh, Chaz Witherspoon officially in the seventh round. It was the end of the sixth when uh, uh, he couldn't continue. Um, you know, uh, Chaz Witherspoon was a, was a slow, uh, big target for for Usyk. Um, you know, I, we got to see Usyk's talent. We we already saw it at the cruiserweight division. Uh, you know, is a busy fighter. My my only question is, uh, you know, he's calling out. He wants a title shot now. Um, But my question is, can he take a a, a legitimate punch? I'm talking, can he take a shot from a legitimate heavyweight, today's heavyweight, a guy that's in shape, uh, you know, a guy who can uh, bang uh, and also take a punch? Can, Can Usyk deal with a guy like that? Um, you know, he's calling out uh, Wilder and, and Anthony Joshua And, uh, you know, Andy Ruiz, I guess, uh, for that matter um, But, uh, I mean, can he really beat those guys? Uh, can he? Is he going to be too small? Uh, you know, I did see Witherspoon land a good, sh- solid punch One good, solid punch in that fight It was a counter punch, landed flush And it st- kind of stopped Usyk in his tracks uh, Not so much that it hurt him But he took a step back, you know, he's like, oh, okay, you know Um, You know, one of the funny things is uh, he's already ranked number one in the WBO. So theoretically, he's got a shot at the winner of the Joshua Ruiz uh, fight. And he's ranked number two in the WBA. Personally, if I'm Yusick and and or part of that team, I I would want to get in there with with somebody else before I I attempted to to fight the winner of, of uh, Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz rematch, I'm thinking somebody. I, I mean, if he w- really wants to test himself, how about somebody like Kubat Pulov or or even Dominic Brazil? Uh, Brazil is a guy that's not that fast, but he's big and he can punch. Um, uh, you know, I would think Usyk could outbox him, but but you know, he could see how he could uh, withstand a, a legitimate punch from from a big guy. I like dominic brazil against Usyk, i think it would be a good fight or he could even go another route and, and take some of the uh some of the other young fighters in the division like otto Wallen or or even huey fury huey fury has proven that he fights uh anybody he's to me he's not too dangerous um that would be a bigger name maybe big money in england uh for a Usyk. uh or, or he could try one of the young guns man like a, a daniel dubois or or even a joe joyce i mean uh, you know, see how he is, his boxing ability could could handle against a, a true banger. But somebody, one of those guys, I think, uh, uh, you know, Yusick should be looking for. I, I don't think he should try to jump in the ring with uh, any of the, the, the top heavyweights right now. And I say top, meaning, um, you know, of course, Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury... Uh, Andy Ruiz, uh, you got to put him in the mix. Even a Luis Ortiz, uh, for that matter. I, I just, I, I just, if I'm Usyk, I, and I'm no disrespect to Usyk and and all the Usyk fans are going to be you know pissed off at me or whatever. But the truth of the matter is, is you know he's he's got to be in there with a, with a heavyweight that's in shape, that can take a punch and that can land a punch and see how he fares. Um, that's all I'm saying. But. Uh, uh, anyway, also on that card, uh, Dimitri Bivel uh, won a unanimous decision over Lennon Castillo uh, to improve to 17-0 with 11 knockouts. Castillo drops his third fight uh, of his career. He's now 20 wins, three losses, and a draw with 15 of his wins coming by knockout. In um, uh, round six, uh, Bivel uh, landed a counter shot that landed uh, right on Castillo's uh, jaw and dropped him. Uh, looked like he was in a little more trouble than... Uh, He appeared to be after he started fighting again. Uh, The way his uh, legs and equilibrium kind of were bouncing around, I I thought that he was in a little more trouble. I was surprised Bivel didn't jump on him. So obviously Bivel saw that he wasn't, uh, you know, that hurt. Um, So, uh, uh, but any event, 120 to 107, 119, 108 twice, with a way to three judges scored it. Bivel made his fifth uh, title defense. Uh, in this fight um, You know, the, the, the thing that gets me About Bivol when I when I look at him uh, Is he's clearly A, a, a smaller light heavyweight I, This guy looks like he could He clearly could make 168 And, uh, you know, I wonder If he could even make middleweight At 160 he, he, His body looks like he could um, You know, they were talking about uh, I, I can't stand that Chris Mannix But uh, they are talking about During the fight that, you know, he needs to to do something exciting. He needs to go in for the kill. He's got pop. He's got this. He's got that. And he's just not exciting. His value. I don't know if it's that. I think it's more along the lines of people are kind of hesitant to fight the guy um, because of his talent. But I think a good fight for Bivel, assuming that Canelo gets past Kovalev uh, on November 1st, um, or is it November second? I think it's November second uh, in Vegas coming up. Uh, how about how about a fight between Canelo again? Assuming Canelo gets past uh, Kovalev, because I don't I don't know if that's an easy fight for him. Um, but uh, uh, how about Canelo at one sixty eight uh, against uh, Bivol? You know, I mean, theoretically, if he does get by, um, you know. Uh, uh, Kovalev, he he will be a uh, a a champion in the uh, light heavyweight division. But how about how about a fight uh, against uh, against him? You know, uh, but uh, anyway, um, another fight I just wanted to mention uh, was uh, uh, a uh, fight that took place over in, uh, on the other side of the pond, uh, and uh, IBF uh, champion Josh Warrington uh, improved to thirty and zero. Uh, with seven wins coming by knockout uh when he uh uh when he st- uh, stopped uh Sofani uh Taka- Takayuchi uh on in their fight um so uh just wanted to uh, mention that 114 112 116 111 and uh I'm sorry uh the fight was stopped in the second round 2 minutes and 54 uh seconds I don't know what uh, uh I was looking at but uh, I tell you I tell you the truth what I was looking at was uh getting my man uh, Sal on the line and joining us right now uh is Sal Rocky Senecola. Good morning Sal.
2: Good morning Dave. How are you?
1: I'm doing good my man. How you doing?
2: Good.
1: Could you hear me okay? Yeah well you are a little uh you sound a little distant, but uh what'd you think of the fight last night?
2: Let me tell you. I finally learned the definition of a good fighter, uh, but not exciting fighter. They were good. They were good fights. Uh, I was very surprised about Chaz Witherspoon. I didn't think he was going to go as far as he did. And uh, Alexander Yusick picked up a fan in me, and so did Dimitri Bivel. I you- think they were pretty good. Uh, the fights were good. Uh, a little closer than I thought, but I gave uh, Bivel a, a shutout, 120, and there was a couple of close rounds. But... Uh, uh, from Castillo, but uh, I still
1: went with Um, Let's talk about the Usyk fight. Uh, you know, Usyk uh, was a unified cruiserweight champion, uh, stepped up for his first li- uh, real fight I- at heavyweight. He did uh, have a couple of fights over 200 pounds early in his career, but, um, and, and, and let's be real, you know, Witherspoon took the fight on uh, less than a week's notice, clearly was out of shape, uh, and Usyk uh, outboxed him, but, but my question for Yusek, can he really handle uh, a shot from a legitimate uh, heavyweight, the heavyweights that we got today? You know, he's calling out uh, Anthony Joshua. He's calling out Deontay Wilder. He wants a shot at the title. I mean, ha- we don't even know if he can take a solid punch. Chaz Witherspoon wasn't much of a test. What's your thoughts?
2: I think you're right on 100%, you know. And I think that, uh, you know, like you said, Usyk is a, a good boxer, good fighter but is he really ready to take on these 245 pound guy and 265 pound guy i think they'll play with him and and he'll uh, probably get tagged pretty hard
1: well that's that's what um that's what i'm 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 thinking you know how will he react should he get hit from a guy like a, a Wilder or Anthony Joshua, or even a Tyson Fury? You know, how, how does he handle a, a Tyson Fury leaning on him and doing what Tyson Fury does? I mean, Usyk has hand speed. He's accurate. Uh, he comes forward. I, I mean, he, he's an exciting fighter in that sense. But, I, you know, I'm looking for him. I mean, he's calling out these guys already. I, I, I was mentioning some names like, Maybe he should go after a, a, a Pulev or a Dominic Brazil, or even a young fighter like uh, uh, Daniel uh, Dubois or uh, Joe Boyce uh, or even a Huey Fury or Otto Wallen. I, 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 I'm looking for him to, to, to test himself at least with, with somebody that would be similar to, to a, a top guy in terms of size and, and power.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, you're right on. I like those opponents you listed. And I will tell you, a a good solid sound fighter, like you think, believes in himself, believes in the as he should. And believes in the grand prize and him earning it. And uh so I can't discount that possibility, but he is a much smaller heavyweight at that class. Um for this time period when we have these huge guys. And uh, I just can't see how he can go 12 rounds with a Tyson Fury or with uh, with a uh, couple other fighters. But I think a Dominic Brazil will be a good test. Cause Brazil could take a shot too.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, a, a, Dominic, a Dominic Brazil can take a shot. He could dish him out. And he's not too fast. He's big. Um, I you know, so I would think that 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 would be a, a decent test for Usyk. I liked the fight. It kind of reminds me, you know, the last cruiserweight to, in my opinion, um, uh, that you know moved up and was successful at heavyweight, aside from Evander Holyfield, because I thought that Evander Holyfield uh, kind of evolved into a legitimate big heavyweight. Um, was Michael Spinks, and and Michael Spinks, uh, when he fought. Uh, you know, um, Larry Holmes, you know, he used his boxing ability, darted in and out, uh, was able to land punches. Uh, but then, of course, when he fought a, a, a power puncher in, in a Mike Tyson, he, he couldn't he couldn't last. Do you see something similar with Usyk, where he does have the boxing ability um, similar to Michael Spinks? I'm not comparing the two in terms of style, no. but um, as far as, you know, being able to dart in, dart out, accurate punching, uh, win on, on points. I mean, um, uh, to me, I, I compare uh, what Yusick's Yous, challenges are today in today's heavyweight division similar to what Michael Spinks faced, uh, you know, when he fought. Great analogy.
2: And I, I, I see Yusick trying his best to just do the same thing. But uh, like you said, you know, when Michael Spinks uh, fought the big guys, you know, it was a little bit of a challenge. Um, Usyk, with the exception of Tyson, uh, Usyk though I, I think he's a good, solid fighter, and but I do see, I, I like to see him more as a cruiserweight. And I'll tell you what, the cruiserweight division could sure use him.
1: Well, he who Usyk left the cruiserweight division, and uh, I, I, agree, know, I agree, I agree. He, I wish he would have stayed in it. Um, But you know Unfortunately in today's uh, Boxing um, And always really was the case The cruiserweights don't make as much as the heavyweights So uh, uh, that's You know obviously the main reason he jumped ship But um, you mentioned the Bivol fight You know I I kept hearing them, and I know you you Alluded to to that comment based on uh, What they were saying uh, During the broadcast And you know I, I don't I kind of agree and disagree. I I do think Bivol needs to be a little more exciting, but I don't think that that's the reason why he's not getting the big fights. I think that a a lot of other fighters in his division, and even the division below, um, want to avoid him. I I think he's a solid fighter, and um, I I do think he, he should have kind of been a little more seek and destroy. He seems to be complacent with getting the W. What's your thoughts on him?
2: Yeah, I like Bibble. I really do. And they picked me up as a good fan. But I'll tell you what, you nailed it right on the head there, Phil. I'll tell you. uh, I didn't see that sense of urgency as we would want to see. I thought he could have stepped it up a little bit. I thought he could have monopolized on a few occasions some some, uh, combinations and some better punching ability. But um, he's solid. And uh, I'll follow him, and I'll watch him fight. But yeah, I thought he could have turned it up a little bit.
1: Um, earlier in the show, I uh, I had mentioned that I thought, um, as far as Bivol goes, assuming Canelo gets by Kovalev, and and. Uh, You know, you and I talked yesterday, you know, earlier on, I I thought it would be, you know, I I wasn't even giving Kovalev much of a chance, but now that I've really sat back and and analyzed what could happen if Kovalev fought a smart fight, um, I don't think it's a layup fight for Canelo by any stretch, but should he get by Kovalev, I would love to see a Canelo against Bivol. Even at 168, or or somewhere between 168 and 175, assuming Canelo does beat Kovalev, he would have picked up a, a light heavyweight title. What's your thoughts on that?
2: I think you're right on again. You you are you are clairvoyant. I'm on a and, vo- I'm on a roll. And a promoter, but I'll tell you what, um, I'm excited to see the next time Canelo gets in the ring, and uh, I'm also excited to see what's going to happen with uh, Triple G. I still love the middleweights, but uh these guys are getting bigger and bigger and they're moving up. Um I think a fight with Canelo would be uh good. Um and I think that uh, I just want to see Canelo fight again. I want to see, and I wish it was against uh Triple G, but it's not going to be. And uh, I just want to see him fight again, see if he's still as ferocious, as big, as alive, and as monstrous as he's been, like a beast. And uh,
1: well, well, you're gonna see. you're gonna get to see him in a couple of weeks because he's fighting uh, Kovalev November second. So uh, uh, it's, it's, I'm
2: looking so forward to that deal.
1: It's gonna be it's gonna be a decent fight for sure. Um, but, uh, uh, speaking of decent fights, uh, some news I just wanted to, to throw out at you. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we saw a, a great fight, uh, on the undercard, uh, of, uh, of a title fight, and, uh, Akad Medoff, uh, Fort Mario Barrios, um, and, uh, it was on, it was on the undercard of the, uh, uh Errol Spence fight, I believe, um, and uh, I thought Akomedov beat Barrios despite hitting the canvas twice, and he just busted this kid up really bad, and they ended up giving the uh, win and the title to Mario Barrios. He, he looked disfigured at the end of the fight, et cetera. Well, the WBA ordered a rematch um, uh, for this fight. It was uh, for a vacant title, and they, they ordered the rematch. It was announced uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. What's your thoughts on that?
2: Well, I got a. It was a good fight. I saw the fight, and uh, I just didn't know the sanctioning bodies were getting involved with the promoting as heavily. But uh, why not? They always do anyway, one way or the other.
1: Well, the the thing is, is w- the way they can do that is it was for a vacant title, and um, yeah. Bar- Barrios ended up winning, so the WBA could say okay. Um, now, your first defense has to be a rematch against this guy. If not, we strip you of the title. So they're, they're all already uh, uh, going to have, uh, uh, they've already given both sides a month to negotiate a fight. If they can't reach a, a, a deal, then the fight's going to go to purse bid. So, in a sense, the WBA is not messing around here. I like the rematch. I would like to see no, like- um, Barrios uh, uh, do something different, but I, this Akhamedov is, is a tough character, and I, I think that the pressure will be on him to change up a little because he was just a, a motion machine. He, he reminded me of you, man, the way he kept coming forward yeah. and, and throwing fights, I mean, throwing punches. Uh, he, he did hit the canvas twice, and I think what lost him in the fight was, uh, was the very last, at least on my scorecard, was the very last round when he got dropped. Uh, the way the judges scored it, 114-112, s- similar to, to the way I had it. And then the other two had it a little crazier, 116-111, uh, 115-111, which I think uh, clearly were uh, uh, hometown guys' favorite.
2: Yeah. You know, is Bird back in a referee? I, mean, uh, I
1: don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, 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 I forget who was the referee, but uh, I know the wife is uh, still judging. Um, but uh, in any event... Any final thoughts on Usyk or Bivol?
2: Well, I like them both. They picked me up as a good fan. Um, And I I look forward to seeing them fight again. I think they are very solid, all round good boxers. uh, Decent punching power. And, you know, but uh, I think that they should definitely look at uh, fighting some... Body that um, I like a couple of rematches. That's what I like. Um, but I, I I like them both. They picked me up as a
1: fan. Well, Usyk, uh, I'm curious to see how he proceeds here. And uh, like I said, I I got a couple of uh, fights that if I were involved with him, I would I would want to see him before I jumped in the ring with any of the guys he's calling out. But, uh, Sal. Yeah. I appreciate you joining us uh, so bright and early. And like I told you yesterday, I was telling the uh, uh, viewers and listeners here, I, I got to come down. I'm starting to Jones out for your pizza, man.
2: Man, you got to come down, Bill. You got to come down. We're, uh, we're having a great season, uh, probably our busiest year ever and i uh, love to make a pizza for you, pal, or anything else.
1: Well, you know what? Uh, well, there's plenty of stuff. I've got to go there, and uh, i got to fast before I come to your restaurant so I can uh, <laughs> eat a lot. But, uh, but I'm going to wait. It's, it's, the weather's here is nice, uh, and as soon as it gets a little colder, that's when you're going to see my smiling face.
2: All right, buddy. That sounds great. I look forward to that.
1: All right, my man. Uh, you stay well, and uh, I'll talk to you next week.
2: Thank you, Billy. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye, guys.
1: Take care. Right. That's my man, uh, Sal Rocky Senacola, uh, giving us his thoughts uh, on the fight. And in case you were uh, joining in us a little late, I, you know the couple of fights that I think um, would make sense for Usyk uh, is uh, before he goes to an Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz winner, or or Deontay Wilder. I really like to see him in there with Dominic Brazil. I, I think that that would be a good fight for Usyk. Um, uh, maybe a Q-Bot Pulov if he really wants to test himself. Uh, or he could even go with uh, uh, tough fighters like uh, Otto Wallen or, or Huey Fury or a couple of young bangers like Danny Dubois and uh, Joe Joyce. Uh, you know, um, get one of those fights. Uh, any of those fights could be big money for him. And then, uh, assuming he gets by them uh, successfully, uh, then uh, go for one of the uh, one of the title holders because uh, uh, to jump right in, I, I just don't think that Usyk, uh really uh, has tested gotten tested last night uh, by Chaz Witherspoon. In my opinion, uh, Chaz was was game to take the fight on five days notice uh, or four days notice to be exact, uh, but clearly was out of shape. Um, was uh, hoping that uh, he could land a, a punch. His distance was not there. Uh, did land one counterpunch that I thought was effective. Uh, did not seem to hurt Yusek al- at all. Uh, but uh, Alexander uh, Usyk, uh, uh in my opinion, uh, needs to fight um, you know, a- another top heavyweight before he jumps in the ring uh, with uh, uh, one of the belt holes. Listen, I'm going to take a short break, and uh, when I come back, we'll get Dax Khan's thoughts. So, uh, don't go nowhere. Billy C. will be right back. Check out Billy C. Boxing.com now. Or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache.
2: Oh, that hurts.
1: Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy, Billy C. C. Interact with the show at Boxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to The Billy C. Show. Don't forget to check out our 24-hour, 7-day-a-week boxing network. That's right. You can catch us uh, all the replays of this show and all the specials we've done over the last 15 years. Uh, on our channel, which is uh, available through Ginnico USA, it's on all the top streaming platforms. So check out, sign up today for free, of course. Uh, GenecoUSA.com. Joining us right now, get his thoughts on uh, the fights last night. Uh, Dax Khan. Good morning, Dax. Good morning, Billy C. You sick? What was your thoughts, brother?
0: Well, he officially arrived. Of course, it was a long road. Till he got there, you know, with the uh the, the bicep injury and then Carlos Takam moving on. We had Tyrone Spawn come in, then we had the dirty test, and we get Chaz Witherspoon, you know, last minute, not really in shape, even though he did fight earlier this year. And Witherspoon never really at his best was a uh anything higher than a B level uh type fighter. So we don't really have much to go on. Um it's more or less just a kind of like a, a promo for Another fight for when he steps up against uh, somebody who's, you know, a little bit more capable in that division. Uh, you know, Alexander Yusik, he's a complete package, and I think consensus, the only question is, how does, and you've said it several times, how does he handle when he gets hit flush by one of these bigger heavyweights?
1: Do you think he's ready to just jump right to a title uh, shot. I mean, he's uh, very confident. He's got the look of confidence, I tell you. He, if he was big, man, he would be one mean guy. But, uh, uh, you know, he's he's kind of a, a technician like a Klitschko, but he's a little more active. He's, he seems more willing to engage. Um, but uh, if you've heard some of the names I threw out there, I, I'm thinking, uh, you know, a fight against a Pulov or a Brazil or even a, a Otto Wallen or Huey Fury, Daniel Dubois, Joe Joyce would be make more sense for me Before he steps in with a title holder, it would give us a good opportunity to see and give himself a good opportunity to see if he can really handle a shot from these guys.
0: I agree. Um, Even, um, I don't know, uh, maybe somebody like a Jarrell Miller, who is a big guy, but he's not overly fast and he's not overly... um, Nimble, but you know he's he's a strong fighter, and you know that would not only would we find out how Usyk takes the punch, but we'd find out you know exactly how Usyk reacts when he's delivering punches against guys and they're really not being phased. You know Usyk usually any stoppages he gets they come with accumulation of pressure. And, um, you know, um, punches landed. There's no, like, clean shot. He's certainly not a one-punch knockout artist, not even as a cruiserweight. So somebody like a a Jarrell Miller would really tell us how does he handles those fighters that are so much bigger than him.
1: Yeah, you know, I forgot about him because, uh, you know, I just think so less, uh, little, I should say, of uh, Jarrell Big Baby Miller. But you're right. That would be... uh, That'd be a good fight, and M- Miller, to, in his defense, he's he's a high output guy. Uh, that would be a good. Uh, that's a good one. I like it. Uh,
0: right, because Bill, remember, in the division with these guys as big as they are, it's not just how does he handle the punch. How does he handle when they lean on him and, right. and they wear and they hold them and they wear him down? Right. You know, because if that will knock a guy out. You know. If, Usyk could find himself very much in the same position that Chaz Witherspoon did last night in his corner, exhausted and just unable to continue after a few rounds.
1: You're right, and that that's why I wouldn't. I mean, Tyson Fury to me would would be very successful against Usyk, doing that, leaning on him, and 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 you know, you know the way uh, Fury has uh, done that. But uh, a fighter fighter that you're real high on, a uh, Dmitry Bivol, um, did what Bivol does. Um, the commentating were were pretty. It, it, it appeared to me at least Mannix was, was pretty negative on him, expecting him to go in and, and you know, be a, 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 a knockout guy. He waits for the knockouts, and when they come, they come. If not, he just wins every round. I mean, what else can you say? What was your thoughts on his performance?
0: And, and a lot of the fans on social media were really harsh on him last night as well. Um, you know I'm a big Bevel fan, like you stated. Um, I think he's the best pure boxer in the division by far. Um, I think we all wanted a better opponent than Lennon Castillo. Um, that's not a knock on Castillo. He's a tricky fighter. We've seen that in the Marcus Brown fight where, you know, he, he's very difficult. He has a great chin. He's tall. He's rangy. And he worked with Arthur b 2 You know, um, him and B2BF have uh, had quite a bit of sparring together. So maybe that was, you know, beneficial in his uh you know, in his area last night. Um, you know, Bibble does everything right, as you stated. He, from his footwork, um, you know, he has decent speed. He has a great punch variety. Um, he has, you know, a pretty darn good chin. I just think that um, because Bibble showed so much dominance early, and he does have such a complete skill set, that the expectations for him are so high by the fans. You know, uh, everything that he does, everybody's gonna say, you know, I know he can do better. I want to see him do better. If he wasn't if you know if he didn't come out like that in the beginning of his career then nobody would really be complaining about these type of dominant wins does
1: you that know, make any sense yeah and, and you know what was i the one you know how i don't really uh, get into the stats uh live you know i don't i don't like to 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 you know have any judgment on punch stats uh till after the fight uh, they're interesting conversation piece but during the fight i i think that was one of the demises of of hbo and jim lampley specifically but I was amazed when I saw the amount of jabs that Bivel threw last night, not so much the quantity, but the fact that most of them landed. Every time he throws a jab, they connect. A lot of fighters use a jab to keep their opponents at bay or to set up their their power punches, of course. That's typically what what you're taught. Uh, But his jabs were landing. Um, the the difference in numbers were outrageous, and then when they displayed the power shots landed, they were they were awfully close. Um, you know, do people give him credit for his quality jab?
0: I don't think right now he's getting the credit that he deserves for the reasons that I stated. Remember, boxing is a hit and don't get hit game. You know, I mean, you know, it's, you know that's the object. You know, hit and don't get hit. Dimitri Bibble doesn't get hit. He, um, he's not reckless He doesn't chance Because he knows He's the smaller guy In there If you notice Dimitri Bivol Has always been The smaller guy He looked smaller Last night He looked two division Smaller when he Fought um, Joe Smith Jr He looked smaller Against Pascal Maybe um You know The height is the same Because he's six foot I believe that um Joe Smith and uh still no, Castillo Is about six two But you know Bivol, It's not so much The height it's, the, it's that physical mass If you look at him He doesn't have A big bulky body He doesn't have Those big round shoulders Even when um you go back and look at the Pascal fight and you compare the two in their upper body, Bavall looks a lot smaller. Bavall they have his they have um his team has said more than once that they actually to maintain that light heavyweight limit, you know, and to fall in between there and not on the low side so it can be on the upper side and he's able to go in there and compete with the light heavyweights that are bigger than him. They actually have a special diet, you know, because he is a small guy. He really doesn't cut weight when he comes into fight. Not a lot of guys can say that. Most guys got to at least cut like 10 pounds. Baval doesn't. Beval's uh, more or less, he's trying to, uh, his diet's about maintaining weight.
1: Well, you know, which brings me to what I said earlier. I mean, this is a guy that should clearly consider campaigning in the super middleweight division I mean realistically there, there's more money fights for him at light heavyweight but I mean uh super middleweight I mean he looks like a super middleweight I, I I'm drooling for a potential fight should Canelo get past Kovalev I'm drooling for a potential fight with Canelo against Bivol I would love to see that Oh, I would
0: too um I've stated that on the show here I think um I stated that when um the Kovalev fight was announced that I thought you know the Bibble fight would actually be a better fight because most uh, the two are closer in size and it's a um higher quality you know boxing uh, uh with the two yeah I mean you know um, you know Bivol's a higher quality boxer than Kovalev we all know that Kovalev is a big puncher but Bibble you know is a better technician in there so you know that's what I would like to see but um if he moved down and wait and he fought Callum Smith, that would be a huge fight. That would be uh you know, the biggest fight in that division since the Super Six.
1: Yeah. No. He's but he's the top guy. He's the top dog. There's really there's nobody else you can make a living off of, right?
0: Well, no, you have um Benavidez in that division. Um you know, there's a lot of guys in that division, the super middleweight division, as Ray Leonard was saying just a couple of weeks ago is the hottest division in the sport. According to him.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, maybe, maybe, because there's so many young guys, but,
0: uh, has, has, uh, Ramirez officially moved out of that division. He hasn't vacated his title.
1: I haven't heard. I haven't, heard, I haven't heard much. David Benavidez was, was the last, uh, uh, big thing I saw in that division. So I, I, I you know, and that was recently. So I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but, um, anyway, le- uh, WBA ordered the barrios uh, of rematch. What's your thoughts on that?
0: I believe it should be.
1: Me too.
0: You know, I um, I thought Akamadov won that fight, so hopefully it follows through. Remember years ago when Evander Holyfield went over and faced Vluev, uh, and he got the short end of the stick. The WBA, they ordered a rematch there, but it never happened.
1: Well... It, if they order a rematch, in my opinion, they're basically uh, making Barrios fight him as his first defense. Otherwise, they could theoretically strip him.
0: Theoretically. But, <laughs> again, it's the WBA. Um, how right. How?
1: many? How, what can they put in their uh, left hand to make them sign off to another opponent with their right?
0: Who knows? I mean, it's, the WBA, every time I hear a complaint, and I know I've mentioned this on here before, is um, I always think about when Virgil Hill was the WBA Cruiserweight Champion in the conversation him and I had when he uh, had told me that sometimes with the WBA, you literally have to go out and find your own opponents for them to approve. And they really rarely follow through with anything that they say. So when the WBA says something, more or less it's like background noise. Um, you know, They're, one, they're, they're the uh, sanctioning body where it's, a, I'll see it when I believe it. But hopefully that fight does happen. It'd be a great fight.
1: It was announced earlier in the week that uh, Errol Spence uh, was in a serious uh, car accident. Um, 3 a.m., he was uh, driving his Ferrari and rolled the thing, the, the shots of the car. Uh, he was lucky to get out of there. Um, my my question is, I mean, accidents happen, Dax, but my, my question is, what the hell is Errol Spence doing out at 3 in the morning? And there's been a lot of rumor of him kind of hanging with the wrong crowd and and i've seen video of him uh where he seems uh, a little uh a little like billy c on uh 12 13 scotches you know uh I, you know maybe uh Arrow spence needs to uh uh you know stay a little true to the sport otherwise he's gonna end up uh, like a guy we call adrian broner
0: Um, nah, let's hope not um I don't know. I do know that. Well, I did see the video of that. Actually, I don't know if you actually seen the uh, the video recording. That was horrible. It was, it was like something NASCAR, um, you know, and this came after um, Errol Spence's biggest fight. So I do know that um, once he heals up that he's facing uh, DWI charges that was released in in the media. Because uh, his blood alcohol content was so high Let's just hope uh, Errol Spence recovers Right now, you know, he's a young guy uh, 29 years old, he's great for the sport He's a sensational fighter um, The fact that he's alive is a miracle Let's hope that, uh, you know, he recovers fully And he's able to uh, fight again right now that that That's the important thing After that, you know, then um, I think uh, The concern on whether or not he makes the same mistake, or uh, who he's keeping his company around, you know that th- that's more important than. But right now, it's uh, Errol Spence getting getting better and continuing on with his life. Because until he's really up and out of the hospital and you know active again, nobody really knows exactly how much that took out of him.
1: Did Did they officially announce that he was DWI? Because the uh, when I when I saw the report, they they hadn't released that.
0: Yeah. Well, in about five six seven of you know major media outlets that reported it you know they said that you know now he's facing because his uh you know whether they do they don't i don't know but you know he's facing you know it was confirmed that um you know he was drinking that you know he did have the the blood alcohol content in him so you know that that would be um
1: i mean that's i hate viable for charges i hate to say it i mean that's what i assumed you know i mean uh you know typically uh uh at that time in the morning uh you know he's Nothing good happens at 3 a.m., you know, yeah, so. Yeah, what
0: What everybody thought about, um, and, you know, most of the comments, Bill, was uh, people thought about, you know, the Salvador Sanchez, uh, you know, a guy who, a young fighter, just reaching um, the pinnacle of his career, you know, not not really at the pinnacle, but just reaching that, you know, as a superstar in the sport, you know, um, on that road, you know, for pound-for-pound for pound dominance, and then something like this happens, you know, in a horrible accident, you know, or something like a uh, Diego Corrales, where, you uh, out there, you know, you have yourself, you know, Diego with his motorcycle, you know, you're out there, you know, showing off driving a little too fast, and, you know, that, you know, that happens. You know, those, um, those Ferraris are not easy to drive. It's, they're not like driving another car. So I don't know what kind of experience Errol Spence even had driving a car like that. You know, it's not like you're going out there and it's not like a Mustang or, or a Corvette. Those Ferraris, you have to be able to compensate for that drift in the back. You know, they're difficult to drive, let alone at high speeds or, or with any, uh, while drinking. So let's just hope that, uh, Errol Spence is doing well. And, uh, same thing, uh, Before we forget, I got to mention the same thing for Patrick Day, who was on that card last night and um, suffered that you know horrific knockout against uh, Charles Conwell and uh, underwent emergency surgery just a couple hours later. I haven't heard anything about how he's doing today. Have you?
1: I heard he was in a coma. So uh, you know, it's uh, our prayers, thoughts go out to Patrick Day and his family. Um, They just to jump back to the Ferrari. The the problem with driving a vehicle like that. And you make a great point. The, the problem is that they're so tight, uh, you know, and if you're under the influence of anything, let alone alcohol, uh, you know, and you misjudge something by a fraction of an inch, you're, you're in a ditch, you know. I mean, you don't have to turn that wheel much to, to have it do anything, and you make a great point with the power and the S-end and stuff. But
0: uh, Yeah, I uh, had a friend of mine who had a Lamborghini, and um, 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 they actually made him take courses at the dealership.
1: No, oh, that's smart. <laughs> that's yeah, that's right. because yeah. it's just
0: they're, they're so fed. Like you know, so uh, you know, you step on that that gas like you are with a regular car, and you know the car's jerking. And you know, as you stated, they're so tight. You try and uh, go around the corner like you would in a regular car, and that and, and you know that thing is uh you know it's um. It's drifting, so you know they're difficult to drive. You know, no matter what, so let's just hope for the best for Bench Junior.
1: At this point in time, I'll date myself right now. Uh, it's not like driving a Pinto, boys and girls. You know, but uh, uh, in any event, Tyson Fury. We talked about this last week, um, but I didn't think it was going to happen so fast. And and somewhere, my man Coach is is, is saying, "I told you so, Billy C." But uh, uh, it was announced that he is going to be taking part in a uh, WWE event. Uh, As a matter of fact, it's taking place in Saudi Arabia on Halloween. Um, He's going to be taking on uh, Braun Strowman, uh, which was the guy he jumped over the guardrail or whatever they have, the fence, to to go at. I I know they pay these guys a lot of money, Dax, but... this bothers me. I mean, it just, it, it, it's just, I mean, here's a guy. What's your thoughts? Well, we, we, um, hinted on, on the last
0: show that, uh, you know, we knew that that was going to happen. And, um, like I stated, then when the WWE does that with fighters, it's more or less kind of like a cosign on exactly how popular they have become anytime, whether or not, even when it's, um, not boxing or in other sports, anytime that, uh, an athlete has really reached that high, high, uh, high status. You know, they try and get them in there right away to capitalize because you know that's it's 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 a business. You know, they're making money because uh, they bring some crossover fans over there. You know, the, the wrestling fans. You know, they absolutely love it. So you know it, Tyson Fury. You know, hopefully, um, he gets back to his business in the boxing ring. But you know, this this isn't really uh bad for uh for the sport. It's not bad for Tyson Fury. If anything, Bill, what end up happening, and it happened with Floyd Mayweather Jr. is some of the fans from that sport that don't watch boxing will end up crossing over and coming over to the boxing side. And, you know, we, we always want more more boxing fans. And Tyson Fury is just an entertainment guy.
1: What we want in boxing and what the sport of boxing needs and what, you know, I was just in a, in, in a conversation uh, about this the other day. What, what we need is lifelong boxing fans. You know, the old fan like myself, you know, we're, we're, I'm a lifelong boxing fan. The, the fan today, the, the new fan, and you're 100% correct, we, we want new fans. But my fear is that they're not going to become lifelong, that they're more of a boxer fan than a boxing fan. And, you know, what we need is boxing fans. We need fans that, that want to stick to the sport. And the way the sport is going and the way it's promoted and the types of fights that we see, don't get me wrong, we've been seeing some great ones. But uh, like Charlo, you know, uh, you know, his he's a PBC fighter. You know, it, they're making a big big fight out of his next fight against Dennis Hogan. No disrespect to Hogan, but people want to see Charlo fight a, a top top middleweight. Now Hogan's uh, you know a busy fighter and stuff like that, and he's probably going to give Charlo trouble, and that's the sad part of it. But uh, uh, David Lemieux is back in action. Uh, he's going to be taking on uh, uh, Max Bursak, who who's a tough guy. You know, I'd like to see a Charlo fight a Lemieux or or even a Bursak, you know. Um, but uh, uh, we need we need lifelong fans, not just fighter fans. You know what I mean?
0: Unfortunately, Bill, it's the error. No, you know, that's so, my so point. It doesn't, it doesn't just apply to boxing. It, that's just the error with with people in general. So well, I understand exactly what you're saying. Yes, we need lifelong boxing fans. But um, in this era you know the the attention span is short
1: yeah but the other sports get it you know you get even though the attention uh, span is short they they you know you have these these kids today they're still lifelong uh football or baseball fans basketball fans you know it's it's the boxing it's the sport of boxing that's being left uh behind you know um that's uh, that's and, that's and the sad y- thing
0: y- you mentioned the PBC and I had this discussion the other day that um and, you know, it just goes to what I'm saying, you know, with the era that if you see now, not just with the PBC, but whether or not it's, you know, the Zone or the ESPN Plus app or, you know, with certain promoters that, you know, join together, everything has become more or less kind of league-like.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. You
0: know, they... you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's become kind of almost like league-like. And in my opinion, that's because... Of, that mindset of the of the fan is today, or, as you say, you know, fighter fans. And so you know the idea there is you know, is to draw in the fans of those fighters and more or less, you know hopefully you can bring some new fans on board if that makes any sense.
1: Of course, I was talking about that uh, last week, and and that's the that's my hang up with the PBC. They're trying to copy off a of Dana White success with the UFC. And that's why they're staying in their own lane, so to speak. They're really the only promotional outfit that isn't fighting other fights with, you know, against other fighters in in, with other promoters. They did with Andy Ruiz, and quite honestly, I felt I feel that they felt that Andy Ruiz, they were just that he had no chance. Now all of a sudden, you know, you saw what happened. He he held out. He he was starting to say he wasn't going to fight him, and and he got some money, so more power to Ruiz. But. uh, yeah, anyway. that worked well in Ruiz's favor. It I did. Agree. You know, no, it was it did.
0: Sacrificial lamb, and you know, it just happened to uh, what, what's what's You lead a uh, lamb into a uh, slaughter, and he comes out a sheet.
1: There you go, you know. But uh, hey, before we let you go, there's a big fight uh, next week. We'll be talking about Saturday, and uh, it it is in the light heavyweight division, and it actually features two of the uh, division's champions, uh, uh, Alexander uh, uh, Vodzic going up against Vodzic, uh, uh, B2BF, and I, I like this fight. I, I'm a little surprised that they're very similar in, in every uh, uh, aspect. Uh, Valdzadek is uh, uh, a little taller. Uh, he's the WBC light heavyweight champ, and b 2 B is uh, uh, the uh, IBF champ, uh, but only two years apart. The thing that surprises me in this fight, both undefeated, both similar uh, amount of, uh, of professional fights, the thing that gets me, though, is the computer ranks uh, Vodzadek uh, at number two in the world at light-heavy, and they have uh, Biedev at number 11. Um, it seems to be, uh, uh, I, I would think that the, they, they should be ranked a little closer. What's your thoughts on the matchup, and how do you see the fight going?
0: I think it's, it's a great matchup. I think everybody's excited for this. Number one, it's a unification bout, first and foremost. That's... Uh, Always a plus in boxing. Number two, it's against two undefeated guys that are um, at the prime of their careers and both are exciting fighters. I think that um, Beter Biev has the power advantage and not that by any means is Vazic a a light hitter. You know, he's a heavy hitter himself. But uh, Vazic, I believe, is the more rounded fighter and Vazic is usually the one who um, goes after his opponents. But Peter Biev is the guy who never stops coming forward. Vodick um, has better footwork, so I think um, we're going to see, you know, the boxer uh, in Vodick in, in this fight, and we're going to see, you know, Peter Biev do what exactly what Peter Biev does, and there, um, it's going to be a, a, a contrast of styles that that fit well. There's there's nothing bad about this fight, Bill. Um, I could just go on and say, you know, all the good stuff about this fight. That could be a show in its own.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll be talking about it. uh uh, next week because it's on Friday night on uh, ESPN, I believe is carrying this one.
0: I, b- I believe so, and um, the only question this is um, the, the only the only thing. If you know, if I had to make a prediction. I go back and I look at uh, um, BWF's fight against uh, Eric Welling, and I see that you know Vazic is Eric Welling, you know five levels above, so uh, and he has more power. So uh, the footwork I think is going to uh, play a key role in this fight.
1: Well, every time I, I think of uh, a tour of BW, I, I, I think of uh, my man, uh, John Iceman Scully, and he told me that he's one of the best fighters he's ever trained, and Scully's been uh, training a lot of good fighters over his career, so uh, I, I keep that in the back of my head for some reason, you know?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And he said that uh, to me before that. uh, Peter Bieb, the power—he can't even describe how hard Peter Bieb hits. He said he hurt his uh, hand.
1: He said when he's holding the mitts, he hurt his hand. Yeah, right, right,
0: exactly. You know, so that uh, you know that tells you exactly how hard Peter Bieb hits. But uh, so does his
1: record, Dax. Fourteen and zero with fourteen knockouts.
0: Yeah, and you know they're um, not—you know—nobodies that he's knocking out either. But. Speaking of Scully I don't I didn't really get the full thing but I seen pictures of him and uh, Lenny Castillo leading up to the uh the Bivol fight so I don't know um uh, oh that's right because I They see trained that, uh, Castillo right. was uh, sparring with PeterB right
1: right <laughs> but uh Dax I look forward to uh, your thoughts after the uh, unification fight next week my man
0: yes it's gonna be a good one nobody should miss it and I'll talk to you then
1: all right man thanks Dax Hey, make sure you keep up with Dax Khan's uh, stuff on the website. Uh, without him, the website wouldn't be going. www.billycboxing.com. And like I mentioned, uh, David Lemieux uh, fighting December 7th, uh, going up against uh, Mac uh, Bursack. Uh, Lemieux, 40 wins, 4 losses, 34 coming by knockout. Uh, is taking on uh, Bursak, who's got uh, a pretty good record himself. 34 wins, 5 losses, 2 draws, with 15 of his wins coming by knockout. That's going to be taking place in Montreal. And Jamal, uh, Jamal Charlo, 29-0, and was uh, uh, defending his title against uh, uh, Dennis Hogan, 28-2. and um, I- I'm just disappointed in the Charlo brothers. They talk a lot of smack, and uh, they don't back nothing up, in my opinion. Or they do against uh, much lesser opposition. I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, we're scheduled to have Alex Papali join us. Don't go nowhere. Billy C will be right back. Hey, fight fans. Check out KOFantasyBoxing.com. KO fantasy Boxing is boxing's only trademarked fantasy game. Check it out, www.KOFantasyBoxing.com. Select your own gym, your own fighters. Track them through a season that can last from three months to a year, depending upon which league you join. You got to check this out, man. www.kofantasyboxing.com. Join it today. Again, www.kofantasyboxing.com and tell them Billy C sent you. The one, the only, Don King.
2: Makes me feel good, Billy, to have you, the number one show in the country, talking Boxing with Billy. So I invite each and every American that's listening to this great show to tune in. Because we want you to be there with Billy and me.
0: Now back to talking Boxing with Billy C.,
2: the
1: only radio host man enough to take a punch from Mike Tyson. Wait a minute, man. Hold on there. Jeremy, man, I need you to take this one, all right? Wait, what? What? No way. I, I, I can't do this. Need I remind you I'm Billy C, damn it? Now put on that mustache and get in there. Hey, hey, look at me. I'm Billy C. <laughs> Crap. The undisputed heavyweight champion of
0: Boxing Talk Radio. It's talking Boxing with Billy C.
1: Now back... To Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listen to The Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. Don't forget our website, www.billycboxing.com, where you can uh, order my book. That's right, my book. Uh, or you could just uh, drop me an email, Billy at Talkin TalkinBoxing, dot com And uh, get a signed copy or just go to Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com. Uh, can't seem to connect with my man, uh, Alex, no problem. Uh, I forgot to tell everyone uh, uh, our plan. But uh, in any event, I got some emails to read. So uh, let's get started uh, with that. Um, This first one's from my man uh, Rick He says hey Billy C I've been catching up on a lot of classic Talking boxing with Billy C episodes lately It's been fun listening to you break down the old fights And give your predictions on all the big time fights Over the last five years or so I know you're a big Triple G fan uh, But where do you see him falling on the list of great middleweights Now that his career is winding down Rick says, I have to give him credit for so many title defenses, but I think the lack of big-name wins on his resume, resume definitely hurts his status. The best opponent he beat, in my opinion, this is Rick, was Danny Jacobs, and I thought that fight had gone either way. He never gave Jacobs a rematch either. Uh, when some, whenever someone tells me Triple G was robbed against Canelo, I tell him it's okay, the Jacobs fight evens it out. His next best wins are against David Lemieux and Kel Brook, who was a welterweight. I really think it's a shame that Triple G never fought Sergio Martinez. That could have been a classic passing of the torch type of a fight, and if Sergio uh, was in top form, I don't know that Triple G gets past him. I would even say Martinez was a bigger star at middleweight, even with less title defenses because he beat big-name guys like Kelly Pavlik, uh, Williams, and even Julio Cesar Chavez, all of which were bigger than him. Those were all spectacular fights, some of which Martinez had to get up off the canvas to win. Great point. Uh, he says, uh, I also think Hopkins by far uh, beats out Triple G with more title defenses, but also coming through in super fights against Trinidad and De La Hoya, in addition to unifying the belts against the best of the division, and then, of course, Hopkins will run and have a great career at Light Heavy. Uh, remember, you used to refer to Triple G as the most ducked fighter at 160, but outside of Mayweather coming up from Welter to fight him, who exactly was he ducking? I'm sure Dimitri Andrade would be happy to fight him along with the Charlos. And I always thought it would was absurd to expect Mayweather to move up to 160. Triple G could have easily just moved up and fought Ward, Kovalev, or Stevenson. Also, in my opinion, Triple G has become a diva chasing Canelo, much like Hagler did chasing Leonard. I think Triple G belongs in a conversation of great middleweights, though. Based simply off the title defenses, he didn't beat many elite fighters, but he did beat plenty of decent fighters. And yes, Billy C, his draw against Canelo counts as a successful defense, just like Wilder's draw. With fury, uh, he says, but, this is where this is where my man Rick hits me below the belt." He says, "By the way, how you liking Adam Gase?" Um, Rick's a Miami Dolphin fan, and Adam Gase, uh, in case you don't know, is the current New York Jets uh, uh, head coach. And uh, you know, uh, can't stand the guy. Uh, I thought, you know, he's he's a big BS artist. You know, he's done nothing. Worst play caller I've ever seen. And he has no business even being in the pros. That's what I think of him. So uh, I I can only pray that he goes back to Miami just for Rick. Um, As far as uh, the email, um, first and foremost, I'm not going to put him in a category of Bernard Hopkins. And I I couldn't. And the reason I couldn't is because of the longevity of Bernard Hopkins. Uh, There's no way that uh, Triple G is going to be able to last as long as B-Hop. B-Hop was a throwback fighter, fought everybody. Um, I do think uh, Bernard Hopkins is an all-time great fighter. You know, I'm not so sure uh, about uh, Triple G as being uh, in the conversation as an all-time great. Uh, Bernard Hopkins is an all-time great. Uh, I like to wait for fighters to be out of uh, the sport for five years or more before I I give my thoughts on their, their overall... Where they sit in in the history Um, Yes It's true I'm a big Triple G fan And I do think he was an Avoided fighter you can only judge Fighters by who's available uh, To them during Their reign at champion And Triple G uh, Was fighting Everybody available to him with the Exception of the guys that wouldn't fight him Um, And and I disagree About um, Floyd Mayweather you know, everyone always said how big Triple G was, but he really isn't. And we see that now that he, when he fights a guy like Daniel Jacobs, you know, I, b- think about Iran Barkley. You know, these are big middleweights. Canelo, big middleweight. You know, um, you know, frame-wise and height. You know, uh, Triple G wasn't that big. Um, could he get down to 147? No. But but Mayweather did fight. He remember he had a title. Uh, at junior middleweight and he's supposed to be one of the greatest fighters then he should have been able to outbox triple g i always wish that he did just to prove that he was a great fighter my thoughts of mayweather well if you've listened to this show for any length of time you you know what i think of him i think he's uh, a great defensive fighter but he never engaged never never fought people um at least in the last decade of his career in, in their prime you know although i do believe a good fight right now would be Mayweather against Pacquiao, both fighters at the same stage. I think it would be an even fight. Uh, but uh, um, as far as uh, the Charlos, I wouldn't be so sure if they would fight uh, Triple G. The Charlos have proven to me uh, that they look for the easiest way out. They're like, they're like the, the typical definition of a bully, you know, talks a lot of smack and then runs the other way. I think the thing that brings the Charlos any kind of recognition is the fact that they're twins, identical twins. Um, So it is what it is. As far as Triple G becoming a diva with Canelo, you know, I I think he deserved it. You know, Triple G had proven himself and deserved the shot of Canelo. And the, the hoops that Canelo made Triple G jump through just to get the fight in and basically jerked him around as much as he did it was all following Floyd's blueprint of waiting for fighters to age, you know, make them fight other fights, etc., etc. And it did, didn't end. Uh, you know, Canelo, remember, as much as I like Canelo, Canelo was popped for, for steroids. You know, I mean, I, he could say he ain't ate tainted beef all he wants, but he was popped for steroids, man, and ruined the fight. And Triple G got pissed. He, You know, he lost a ton of money in that fight. Then Canelo got mad at him for being mad at him. You know, and that's why he doesn't want to give him the third fight. The first fight, you can make an argument that that, uh, Triple G won both fights, although the second fight, Canelo seemed to have won, uh, you know, legitimately. But no way the first fight. And and the other thing is, is that neither of the fights, uh, you know, lived up to the expectations of what we had all hoped. You know, you talk about um, great middleweight fights. Well, look no further than, a, than a uh, you know, Hagler-Hearns. You know, I, that was a great middleweight fight. Yes, they both were talented fighters, but they, they, they put their money where their mouth was with the preliminary pre-fight BS. They actually tried to do what they said they were going to do. So, um, you know, do I think Triple G is a top fighter in today's era? Of course. An all-time great, I need more time great email uh thanks and by the way uh i think uh a lot of you should do uh, what rick does catch up on some of the older uh talking boxing with Billy c sh- uh, shows they are available uh on youtube uh also on itunes through uh, uh our podcast uh and then uh as well as the tv network man you gotta check out that network if you haven't uh because there's some great stuff you probably never even knew we did uh it's the 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 uh uh shows that that Sal and I did um you know the classic fights we recalled uh, some events we did uh all that stuff is up there some live events some special events uh some round table discussions that uh uh we had uh some great stuff great stuff um another email this one's from uh, my man Joel and he says uh the question is, uh, um, what? I'm curious what you think, Alexander Usyk. Who, who Alexander Usyk should fight next before facing a Wilder, a Joshua, a Ruiz? Who would be a good test for him that would properly set him up for a world title? Adam Koznacki, Dominic Brazil. I was wondering what you thought. He says, by the way, I'm thinking and praying for Sal every day. Uh, I hope he's feeling better. Well, Sal was on this morning, and uh, I speak with Sal during the week and of course here and uh he's uh, so far uh uh hanging in there and uh the truth of the matter is is uh uh sal is uh, uh going round by round he's uh taking this uh just like a, a fight and uh, on the scorecards right now sal is ahead so uh that's good that's good news and uh uh shall uh, very much appreciate your thoughts joel um yeah, I had talked earlier. I love the uh, Dominic Brazil. Remember, Kowalski is fighting uh, Chris Arriola next, so you've you got to take him out of the loop, but I do like that fight as well. Uh, but I like Dominic Brazil uh, or a couple of young fighters. I, I think Cuba uh, Pulov would really uh, test him, but a couple of young fighters too. Uh, the toughest nails Otto Wallen, uh, who went the distance with uh, Tyson Fury, cut him up pretty bad, as we all recall. And then, of course, uh, uh, Daniel Dubois, and Joe Joyce would also be uh, some big tests, but I love the Brazil fight. I-, I think that that's that's actually the best and smartest matchup for Usyk uh, from here. Thanks for the email, um, my man Augie uh, from Riverhead, Long Island, uh, left me a voicemail, and he says, uh, "I, I want to know uh, about Canelo and uh, him getting the biggest uh, money contract from the Zone. What does that mean?" Um, well. The zone um, gave uh, Canelo, uh, uh, I, I guess, more than they gave Anthony Joshua. Um, what that means is this, the zone kind of took over uh, broadcasting uh, boxing, or, or at least set the stage for, for streaming. And, you know, it's funny, if you go back and uh, uh, watch or listen to any of uh, uh, our previous shows o- over the past decade, um, you know, we were doing streaming long before. Uh, most others were and I had said and and you know I'm not just saying this you can go back and and listen even uh, five years ago or or you know a little longer I was saying that the future of boxing would be streamed and I said that what we're going to end up doing is paying uh, a a subscription it was like I had a a crystal ball and I and not that I'm trying to you know Pat myself on, on the back. I, I just can't reach, you know. But uh, uh, but the truth of the matter is, is I did say it, and uh, my background uh, was in the IT field, so I, I saw it coming. Um, did not think that it would happen as quickly as it did, uh, but it certainly did. DAZN uh, is a company that has other interests, and they basically gobbled up the top fighters, the biggest draws, and uh, in a sense, put HBO out of business. And Showtime is, is struggling right now, too. Uh, the nature of the sport of boxing, which is different than other professional sports, is that other professional sports that have a league uh, end up with television contracts through the league. So with the uh, bargaining, you know, the players, uh, you know, get a piece of it, etc. Um, boxing is not like that. A boxer... Uh, signs a contract he gets a, a X amount of money for the fight and if if promoter cuts a deal with a television network you know they get a cut um, so what this in a sense does is it sets up a, a term a length of term uh, an outline of the types of fights and puts a lot of money in the fighters pocket and canelo uh, I think his deal was uh, 500 million I think if what I uh, would I remember correctly Um so what that means, Aug, is that he's going to be fighting on DAZN exclusively, most likely for the rest of his career. Um, he has been fighting tough opponents. The one thing you can't say about Canelo is that, you know, he's fighting lesser opponents. But we see other fighters, Anthony Joshua uh, deal with uh, DAZN. Um, Billy Joe Saunders has is, is got to deal with DAZN. Uh, you got... Um, uh, Demetrius Sandre, you know, these the, these guys are, are cutting deals. You know, wait, I'm trying to think. Maybe Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah, he signed with Matchroom. Matchroom is, is aligned with DAZN. Um, but once they started doing it, um, other major networks followed suit, like ESPN. ESPN uh, has a deal with Top Rank, and they will do both. They will do uh, television versions and their streaming service. You know, then you have uh, Golden Boy, who will go... Uh, to the uh, zone or ESPN or uh, wherever, you know, the only one that hasn't really streamed is PBC. They're holding out old old time, you know. They're trying to cut deals with. They have I know their stuff is on Fox and Showtime and and uh, pay per view, you know. So uh, it is the future. There are lesser streaming companies out there as well, uh, but uh, it's not only the future. It's the present. And the one thing that um, is is the key here. For the Zone and ESPN Plus specifically, is that you have to subscribe to them, and once you subscribe, you're getting these fights. So, in other words, Canelo Kovalev or Canelo Triple G—they uh, weren't pay-per-view. You didn't have to pay extra. Yeah, you got to pay your twenty bucks a month or whatever it is, uh, but you get those fights. So, in a sense, you know, if 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 the Zone comes through, for example, and gives us, uh, you know, if you pay twenty bucks a month. Um, you know, you're, you're spending uh, 200 and what is it? Uh, um, 240 bucks, right? You're spending uh, uh, right two times 12. Yeah, 240 bucks uh, a year. So theoretically, if they bring you three top fights, pay-per-view co- uh, quality fights, um, you know, you're uh, you you're paying the same, but you get a bunch of other fights too all year long versus the pay-per-views. The pay-per-view average now is up to $65 a pay-per-view. You know, so um, I, I think it's good. The quality is good. I think the zone is the best one um, in terms of uh, quality. Uh, you know, Sergio Mora is growing on me. Brian Kenny. I mean, I've always loved BK. Uh, can't stand Chris Maddox. Can't stand some of the non-boxing, uh, uh, you know, eye candy they, they throw in too. Um, but uh, it is what it is And uh, that's what we can expect And speaking of uh, expecting Canelo Kovalov in Las Vegas on November 2nd They announced the undercard for that uh, fight And Ryan Garcia is taken on uh, Romero Duno In a fight that we wanted to see previously uh, Also, uh, uh, Bakam uh, Murt- Murtazilov Is taking on Jorge Fotia uh, in a junior uh, middleweight elimination fight And Cencia uh, uh, Estrada And uh, Marlon Esparza Will be fighting for the vacant uh, WBA interim title There's also uh, some other young fighters uh, On that card that I'm looking forward to see And uh, I'm going to uh, most likely be there uh, So I'll keep you posted uh, on that uh, There's also some young fighters uh, uh, fighters uh, that uh, I'm looking forward to to see, uh, and uh, Evander Holyfield's son, Evan Holyfield, uh will be making his pro debut uh, on that card as well. So uh, uh, you'll be able to get tickets um, by clicking a uh, uh, through our website. Uh, so uh, look forward for uh, for that uh, coming up uh, uh, a little bit uh, later in the week. But uh, just to uh, in closing. Uh, I wanted to uh, break down and give you my thoughts uh, on the big fight next week, uh, which we'll be talking about next show. Uh, Ale- Alexander uh, Vodzik is going up against Artur B2B October 8th. It's Friday night uh, on ESPN. Uh, B2B is uh, an IBF World Light Heavyweight Champion. He's ranked number 11 in the world at Light Heavyweight by the computer. Uh, he's five foot 11 and a half inches uh, tall with a seventy-three inch reach. Uh, he was born in Russia, but he's fighting out of Canada right now. Um, he's thirty-four years old, and uh, you know he's uh, undefeated, fourteen and zero with fourteen knockouts in his last nine fights. His four biggest fights, uh, and he's fought some good opposition throughout his whole career. But the four biggest fights, uh, Tavarius Cloud in twenty fourteen knocked him out in the second round uh, in Canada and, uh, 2015, uh, knocked out, uh, Gabriel Campilio, which is uh, a tough out for anybody. Uh, he also beat, uh, Eric, uh, Kohling, uh, in 2017, uh, knocked him out in the 12th and final round of that fight. And, um, last year in, uh, October, almost, a uh, little more than a year ago, Callum Johnson, uh, didn't get past the fourth round. Those are his four big fights, uh, that, uh, uh, he fought and won. Uh, when you look at Vodzic, uh, Wojcik, uh, Vodzic's uh, got uh, a two-inch uh, uh, height advantage over uh, B2B. Uh, he's the WBC light heavyweight champion. He's two years younger at 32. He's ranked number two in the world uh, by the computer. His record's 17-0 and 0 with 14 knockouts. They both have 14 knockouts. Uh, he has a height and reach advantage. He's got a two-and-a-half-inch reach advantage um, out of the Ukraine, living in uh, California uh, right now, um, he has 88 rounds as a pro. Uh, Beterbeev has uh, 52. Uh, so, like I said earlier, they're they're pretty close in in uh, professional experience. Um, his last nine fights, the four biggest ones, he had 2016. Isaac Chalimba, uh, Chalimba couldn't continue after the eighth. Uh, Unieski Gonzalez in April of 2017, knocked him out in three. And Gonzalez is a tough fighter, man. That's a, that's a quality win. He beat Adonis Stevenson in 2018 to win the title. Uh, that was a fight that, uh, you know, uh, Stevenson was managed to duck and duck and duck. And then when he got knocked out, uh, Stevenson's career was ended in that fight. Uh, and then in his last fight, March of this year, he fought uh, Dog Du uh, Nagumbo Uh, Knocked him out in five. Nagumbo is another tough fighter. Um, I love this fight. I love this fight. And Bidabiv is is a powerful fighter. Um, But I'm leaning towards Vodzic in this fight. I think that his boxing skill and his punching power uh, and the fact that, you know, he has fought a little tougher opposition early in his career. He fought two journeyman fighters. Uh, in his second and fourth fight. In his second fight, he fought Michael uh, Jabenga, <clears throat> who's a tough out, and he made his pro debut in, in, in six-round fights. And then he fought and beat uh, Otis Griffin, uh, another uh, tough fighter. Um, you know, so, I mean, he did by—and and Corey Cummings uh, he beat him, too. I mean, he, these, are, these are tough fighters to be fighting early in your career uh, as a pro and uh Berev B- uh B- Birev, i should say he, his first fight was a four-rounder then he got into the six so very similar paths but i'm uh i'm leaning towards uh Vodzarik in in this this fight next week and we'll be uh uh talking about that post-fight uh next uh, next show uh also my final thoughts on the yusik fight um you know yusik is, is a is a great fighter i, I mean i'm gonna use that term he, he's a great fighter uh, he's got a uh, boxing ability uh, for a big guy I-, I love it The difference between him and some other fighters That uh, generally have what you would call Boxing ability like him aren't is aggressive They have a tendency to sit and wait And pick their shots, pick their times Yusek um, goes in for the kill And he-, he throws combination punches He lets his hands go uh, very effective with his jab. Um, last night, he, he wasn't as, as accurate as I would have liked to have seen. It's not like uh, Witherspoon was elusive. Uh, he was uh, basically a, a human punching bag right in front of him. Um, but uh, but Yusik did uh, warm up a bit. He had been out almost a year. He did come off of a bicep uh, uh, surgery. You know, so I, I thought that he performed well, uh, but I, I don't think he's ready for a, a big-name fighter. I would love to see him fight Dominic Brazil next uh, Or even if he wants to challenge himself Go for a love or, or like I said earlier uh, A couple of young fighters In uh, Joe Joyce or, or Daniel Dubois uh, Both uh, heavy hitters uh, Don't box as well uh, As Yusick but uh, We could see if Yusik can handle a, a punch From an aggressive fighter And then you know an overall tough guy in Otto Wallen uh, just uh, went the distance With Tyson Fury, cut up Tyson Fury Pretty bad, uh, rocked Tyson Fury In that fight um, coming off a, a win after that fight. So, uh, you know, I'd like to see Usyk, uh in one of those kinds of fights. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that the uh, WBO and WPA automatically have him ranked uh, number one and number two, respectively. The only asterisk you put next to WBO is that that is their policy. If you're a champion and relinquish your titles and move up to the division, they automatically give you an automatic uh, uh, mandatory position. So theoretically, uh, Usyk will be in a mandatory position to fight the winner of Andy Ruiz Jr. against Anthony Joshua. Uh, that fight coming up uh, in a little bit. So, um, you know, I, be careful what you wish for. If I'm Usyk, if I'm Usyk, I, I go after one of these other fighters. Uh, he could make some money from from uh, both of them. I do like the fact that the WBA has ordered the Barrios-Akametov rematch. I loved the first fight. And it'll be interesting to see uh, how both fighters improve uh, or change their game plan against each other. I don't think uh, Akomedov, his style is going to change. The question is, can Barrios hold him off again? I mean, uh, if that, that fight was 15 rounds, there was no way Barrios was going to survive. He was busted up really bad in that fight. And I kind of see the same thing happening uh, again. I, the only thing uh, Akomedov could do to help his cause was would be pr- brush up on his defense a little bit better. Um, as far as Dimitri Bivol goes, you know, he's too small to be in the light heavyweight division, although he's a champion and made his fifth title defense in the division. So, I, uh, you know, what, what, what am I talking about, right? Um, I think Bivol, if he did move down to super middleweight, um, could be more destructive. Uh, he seems, you know, like a baby-faced guy. He seems like he goes in there, he's bringing you lunch, the blue-collar worker that I like, the blue-collar fighter uh, Bring you lunch pail and take care of business If a knockout comes, eh, then it comes uh, If it doesn't come, eh, then it doesn't come You know, uh, that's the way uh, uh, he seems to fight And uh, and I kind of uh, like it So, uh, anyway, uh, aside from that uh, My only other thoughts uh, You know, I'm not too crazy about uh, uh, the Charlo brothers And I'm not too crazy about... Uh, Um, Jamal fighting uh, Hogan, Dennis Hogan. Uh, So I'll be rooting for Hogan. And, uh, you know, my only reason is because I'd like to see one of the Charlo brothers actually fight a top, top guy. Uh, While I'm on the subject, I'd like to see any PBC fighter fight another top fighter outside the PBC. That's name isn't Andy Ruiz Jr. Um, Another, uh, I am excited to see David Lemieux get back uh in the uh ring although i just i'm not so sure his desire is there you know he's a one-dimensional fighter and uh if you stand there and let him connect you're gonna go to sleep if you box him you beat him i mean that's the way it is with lemieux uh and then finally tyson fury with the wwe fighting in a couple of weeks uh, on Oct- uh, october 31st uh, halloween in saudi arabia it's kind of fitting um you know after uh they announced it officially. Uh, Fury, uh, who's a, you know basically an entertainer, he said, and I quoted something I've always dreamed of. Uh, life, I'm a lifelong WWE fan. It's a fast, it's a fantastic opportunity for me to be here. I just want to say how excited I am to be fighting the monster among men, Braun Strowman. After seeing him, I really know why he's got the uh, nickname the monster among men but me being the undefeated linear heavyweight champion of the world, I fear no man. You know, that bothers me that he, that they, they get to, to parade him around like that. But anyway, he says, I'm uh, undefeated in 30 professional fights. And when I go to Saudi Arabia to fight Stroman, uh, I'm still going to be undefeated because I'm going to knock him out. He talks about how good his hands are, but he's messing with a guy who's got the best hands in the sport of boxing. He don't want none of them hands. Let me tell you that. Um, you know, my man coach, uh, you know, uh, he has been, uh, putting boxing next to the WWE for quite some time. As a matter of fact, I got to give him credit for, uh, calling this, uh, several years back and it, it can't be more obvious now. I mean, Mayweather did it. Yeah, I know, you know, but, uh, um, you know, uh, it can't be more obvious now. Tyson Fury does seem like a WWE character. Um, I, and I just think that it's kind of sad. You know, Dax made a point of crossover fans. My point, like I said earlier, the, the issue is what boxing needs is lifelong boxing fans. Uh, what boxing does not need is a temporary boxing fan, or more like what I said earlier, today's fan, be, they're boxer fans. They, they follow a boxer. Uh, I think Floyd was a great example of that. Floyd had a, a lot of fans. Some, some just hated him and wanted to see him lose, but still bought his stuff, and the other ones loved him, and, and he felt he did no wrong. And my question is, how many of those Floyd Mayweather fans that were pure Floyd Mayweather fans are still watching the sport now that Floyd is retired? My, my point about boxing is it's always going to exist and we can always complain every era complains that the boxing isn't as good as the previous especially when you get older someday people are going to be talking about the canelo alvarez's and the joshua's and deontay wilder well maybe not wilder but uh you know saying how good uh they were and comparing them to the current day's fighters just like you know, I have a tendency to, to, to go back uh, and, and compare errors myself. It's nature, it's human nature to do that. But what boxing needs, and the sad part is, today we have athletes in the sport of boxing that are bigger, stronger, faster, know more about nutrition, et cetera, et cetera, and they don't fight as much. They, you know, if you if a fighter fight four if a fighter fights four times in one year, they get a an award for the boxer of the year. You know. Um, they used to back in the early, early days. They used to fight twice a week. You know, it was a, it was a trade, and now it's it's a scam. It's a shim sham. You know, fighters get to fight uh, non-competitive fights for twenty of their first fights, non-competitive, and then all of a sudden they they're they're awarded a belt. You know, so it's kind of sad in that respect. Uh, but I have faith that the sport's going to remain. I like the way it's going in terms of the streaming. We do get to see a lot more boxing on on some kind of service, whether it be TV or streaming service, uh, whether you can listen to shows on podcasts or, or watch replays of shows on YouTube, etc., etc., etc. It's worldwide. We can watch fights from any place. Uh, we haven't had that luxury ever in the sport, so in that respect, it's good. I just think that if we can get more lifelong fans, um, the fans drive the sport. So as long as the fans accept, uh, you know, uh, not great fights, we're going to get not great fights. Uh, When the fans demand for big fights, we get them. So it really, the burden of the sport falls on the fan. So if you're a young fan and you've been getting into the sport because you, you like a specific fighter... You know, all I can say is, first of all, thank you for for giving boxing a shot. But I would encourage you to not only expand your your you know interest in other fighters, but but take time to go back and try to read some books, like my book, uh, or uh, you know read some books on some older fighters from uh, years gone by. Uh, try and punch up some some video of some older fighters and and see what old guys like me are talking about and then use your comparisons try to educate yourself in the sport and i think not only will it be better for the sport but it will be better for you so anyway hey thanks for being with us today uh like i said stay tuned and we'll keep you posted on uh the vegas trip uh i I do plan on going out there for canelo and kovalev uh so i'll keep you posted on that you will be able to get tickets to that event uh for the main event i mean uh, through our website. So uh, check it out, billycboxing.com. It should be up later this week. Hey, make sure you tune in next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Until then, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby.